I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies And I'm not proud of my address In a torn up town, no postcode envy But every song's like gold teeth, grey goose dripping in the bathroom Bloodstains, ball gowns, trash in the hotel room You're listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around us to be the athletics department, occasionally the OVC. Thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE. Thanks to you, our listeners. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin B podcast, as referenced in the later works of Stephen King. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. So. So. What to talk about first? I think from the jump we need to uh, address, or not, not so much right or wrong, as provide a little, provide a little context. A little clarity. A little clarity. So. Last week, we reported that the Govs lost the match play. The men's golf Govs lost their match play uh, event in Miami, which is true technically on the spirit of the rules from what the rules were there. But it's not going to be this way at OVC. Lancaster, Austin Lancaster, sent me a Twitter message, said, hey, listen to the last podcast, wanted to... uh, let you know that this was not the the way it would have been at OVC. At OVC, they would have had a playoff. They don't go to the scorecard who wins via the ties or anything like that. The tiebreaker they used in Miami was basically a hey, everybody's got to get on flights to go back home. We need to. We can't have people. Wrap this thing up. Yeah, we got to get this thing to bed. So uh, the Govs would have still been playing if that were the OVC championships. And uh, get, based on what they did last week, I feel like they're going to be in pretty good shape in the match play aspect of the OVC championships, if it comes down to that. But wanted to provide a little bit of clarity on that front. Hopefully, we did. Also, a big shout-out to Lancaster for listening to the show. Yeah, love that. And we hadn't posted it very long either. Like, he, he chimed in within, I don't know. Loyal follow. Uh, yeah, an hour or so of of us uh, posting it last time. So, you know, shout-out to us, Lancaster. Appreciate it, bud. Um, in other news that people will care far, far less about uh, – I'm homeless for the next three weeks. I am living in an 800... You are living in a home. Well, not... Uh, sort of. Okay. So it's a, renovate, it's a renovated Airbnb over in East Nashville that has four units, which that's not supposed Wait, to... Wait, what? We're in D unit. There's an like A, B... one house that has four like separate areas? It sure seems that way. Is there like one entrance or is there four entrances? I think there's two entrances to the front, an entrance to the side, and ours is in the back. We have an alley. It's not dangerous at all. You said, what was your tweet? You said there's like five places to sleep, but only one bathroom there the size are, of a notepad? There are four queen-size beds and a pull-out couch and a bathroom that I am not kidding is as long as this normal-sized table that Casey and I are sitting at. If you put one bag and one person in there, you cannot add any more people to the equation, which makes it super fun when you try to bathe a two-year-old. But I think Jack's coming out the winter in this whole deal, getting to sleep in a big bed for the he, first time. He's got the big boy bed, and he is from stem to stern. There's stuffed animals and pillows. It looks like a tiny 
a so dual tornado. Two year old in a queen size bed with just an army of stuffed animals. Just, I mean, he's got like a stuffed animal armada. I went in this. He's morning. got a whole battalion or something. I went in this morning and he had like barricaded himself in behind pillows. He he'd heard somebody get up and was like, "I ain't going to school today. You'll never take me alive, like coppers." Two <laughs> legions of stuffed animals guarding Jack. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh standing sentry over him. <laughs> It's a good tweet. It's a good tweet still. Wow, that boy, that you talk about a deep pool. Yeah, Pooh Bear still uh, still stands sentry over me during the night when I'm gone. Uh, so yeah, um, if you if you see me and you wonder why I don't look well rested or why more less well rested than normal, less somehow less well rested than normal. That's that's why. Bear bear with us is my a lot of my podcast script writing and actual editing happens at night. And now, if I'm gonna do that, I have to like go sit outside in the car. So <laughs> this may this may not be as just go what, one of the other four beds. They, no, it's only in two rooms. It's two queen size beds in each room. Yeah, yeah, I'm, buddy. I'm trying to figure this out. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you. If if you just need a place to like wait, so there's like two beds in the room that you're in, and there's two beds in Jack's room. Yes. Oh, and then okay. there's a pull-out couch I guess and you're going to like, pull out couch like a half kitchen-ish thing. I can't even pull out the couch because there's a glass coffee table, which is you awesome. Have, you don't have to pull it out. You can just sit on a normal couch. It's not really that comfortable for a guy with a big fat butt like mine. But anyway, that's not why we're here. All right. Huh. Last week around Austin Athletics. Yeah. What the show's about. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. After handing SIUE... A loss Thursday night. The Govs were on top of the world. Minutes after the 78-60 win against the Cougars, the players and staff, staff, not staffed, watched as EIU mounted a spirited comeback to erase a 27-point deficit in toppled Murray State, giving the Govs sole possession of first place in the league. An historic comeback for EIU, and certainly something that uh, we needed. One, something that one just hate to see just you know you just when, hate when, to a, see when a historical anomaly uh jumps up and bites your bitter rival right in the buttocks you just, you just hate, hate to gosh see it. just hate to see it so much in a double digit win in edwardsville osby was able to go a little deeper into the bench for a little longer to get the govs legs heading into the back half of their final full obc road swing what awaited the govs saturday was the same eiu team that had just polished off murray state with the epic comeback and it was the Panthers and Josiah Wallace's weekend. EIU raised a 13-point deficit against the Govs, forcing overtime and eventually overcoming our intrepid heroes, despite two of the finer performances by Jordan Adams and Terry Taylor this season, which is saying quite a bit. Adams earned Freshman of the Week honors for his 31-point outburst, including 26 in the second half, but it was simply not quite enough against the Panthers and Wallace, who... After hitting the game winner against Murray on Thursday, turned around and was the catalyst in overtime for EIU on Saturday. Now the Govs have at least as many questions as answers heading into the final week of play. We'll have plenty to say about that later on in the show. On Thursday, the Govs ruined another team's education day, rolling SIUE 79-62. Just a public service announcement. Probably don't schedule the Govs at 11 a.m. any time soon doesn't seem to be going well it, for others. It's, it's a very bad idea for you. Six Guffs scored in double figures against the Cougars. It was the first time that had happened since January 2nd, 2019. Maggie Knowles, Ellis Sawyer, Shy Booker, Ariel Gonzalez-Varner, Brandy Furby, and Shaylee Kirby, all in double figures. Uh, it was the first time the Guffs had won in the Vada Bling Center 
in Edwards. In the who? The Vaudeville Center. The Dabbling. The Dabbling Center. The Vaudeville. It sounds like the Bada Bing from The Sopranos. It's the first time the Govs have won in whatever arena SIU plays in the since 2014. Center. Yeah, the first time the Govs have won in the Vanilla Bean Center since 2014. And it was a third straight game. Austin P had won over SIUE. Saturday was a it was a strange game. The Govs fell behind 8 to nothing. It didn't score until the 3.33 mark in the first quarter. But somehow the Govs closed out the quarter on a 14-3 run to lead by 3 after 10 minutes. Uh at the first half, the Govs were up 30-27, to and a few minutes into the third quarter, they held a six-point lead, which was their biggest of the day. But by the end of the third quarter, EIU was back up by six. Uh, the final 30 seconds of the game saw the teams trade free throws before EIU had a pair of free throws with 1.6 seconds left. To clinch the game, Brie Furby got off a half-court heave at the buzzer, but that was no good. But she did lead the team with 16 points. I think it was just it was a weird game. I hate it was, playing there. I hate it was playing 12, at Lance Arena. 12 lead changes and nope. 13 ties. Just all the weirdest things seem to happen strange, in Charleston. Thing. I don't like playing them. I don't like playing them there. I don't, glad we don't have to go there again. I don't want to see them in Evansville. I want I whatever path we need to take to avoid playing them. I want that. <laughs> On the diamond for the softball team. Tough weekend in Athens for the Govs. And you know nothing. It's nothing against them. Honestly, it's just Georgia could win a title. James Madison's a French top twenty-five program. Central Michigan, no pushover. With that as background, one and four is not bad. Brooke Pfefferly hit three eighty-five to lead the way for the Gus of the Dish, and Caitlin Smith clubbed her first career home run in the win against Central Michigan. Shelby Harvey tossed a complete game against the Chippewas to help the Govs pick up a W. Will be invaluable to have this experience down the road. Going to go out on a limb and say there aren't many Georges and James Madisons hanging around the OVC. So the Govs with a excellent opportunity to measure themselves against some high level competition. The Governors played four game. The baseball team played four games in the SAF Dirt Classic all at Ramsey Ham Park this weekend. Uh, it was a slow start for the Govs despite leading Missouri State one to nothing in the second inning on Thursday because the Bears closed out the game with four unanswered runs to pick up a four to one win over the Govs. Uh, Friday was a rough day for the Govs' bats. They got shut out by Sanford 6 to nothing. but on to Saturday. The Govs fell behind early against Bradley, trailing by double digits in the seventh inning, but an Alex, Alex Hayes singled in a run to cut the deficit in the eighth before T.J. Foreman drove in a run. Bradley balked in a run. Bradley is in the school, not a person. And Gino Averos drove in one to shrink the deficit, deficit once again, but Bradley held on for an 11-4 win. Uh, Sunday, things got a whole lot better. For the Govs against Evansville, trailing one to nothing in the first, a Garrett Spain homer in the bottom half tied the game at one. But by the time the Govs had the bats back in their hands in the second, they trailed five to one again. But three runs capped off by a Max Remy sack. Rim dog, rim sauce, sack fly cut the Purple Aces lead to one heading into the third. But Evansville tacked on two more runs in the fifth before the Govs scored five runs in the fifth to retake the lead. Evansville still was not done, hitting a pair of homers in the seventh to extend their lead or to retake their lead at 11 to 9 but that was all Evansville had or could score on the day because in the seventh inning the Govs had seven players each drive in one run Alex Hayes, Skyler Luna, Gino Averos, Garrett Spain, Malcolm Tipple, Bobby Head, Max Remy, and Matt Joslin all drove in one as the Govs took an 18 to 11 lead and they picked up their third win of the season. Tuesday or a road game that was supposed to be a home game that wasn't at Western Kentucky, saw the Governors fall to the Hilltoppers 10-5. to Luna drove in three more runs on two hits to lead the Governors. Skyler Luna seems to be a heck of a player. Yeah, he's hitting the ball, you know. You you, you, you reference him quite often when we discuss the He seems to be driving in all the runs. 
Carlin Sheaton was one of three guys to compete at the Red Hall Coven last week and was by far the most successful. I say that not to denigrate the work of Jessica Kelly or Morgan Bradley, who are also quite good. But Sheaton won the pole vault with a 3.85-meter mark, which pushed her into the OVC lead in the event ahead of this week's OVC Indoor Championships. APSU has a history of success in the pole vault dating back more than a decade now, even while awaiting Savannah Amato's return to join the team during outdoor season. Seems like the Guffs still have a contender for the indoor title. In tennis, the men's squad picked up a pair of wins at home, sweeping Cumberland 7-0 on Tuesday before picking up a 5-2 win against North Alabama on Saturday. The men's team has now won three straight matches. On the women's side, the Govs fell on the road at Louisville Friday before returning home to post a 7-0 win over North Alabama on Saturday. In their third match in 72 hours, the Governors dropped a 4-2 match to Middle Tennessee on Sunday to wrap up a busy weekend on the court. And that will wrap up a busy first half of this podcast as well. We'll take a break and welcome in one of the most sought-after guests in PCAST history, Tara Feifler of the Compliance Department. Cannot imagine that too many uh, athletics podcasts are like, we got to get the Compliance Director on. But Tara is fascinating and fun and funny and will probably say something that we'll all regret pretty soon after the mics go by. So uh, stay tuned for that right after Last week, we talked to the person who keeps our student-athletes eligible through her work with them in the academic realm. This week, let's meet Miss Compliance herself, Tara Feifler who navigates the ins and outs of the NCAA rulebook to be sure everyone is doing what they're supposed to do exactly as they're supposed to do it. If that sounds like a horrible job, I'm sure there are days when she would agree with you. <laughs> that would be correct. Is today one of those days? Today hasn't been bad yet. After two. I know. And she's I like, think, oh, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> other shoe could drop <laughs> at any time. This should take about 30 minutes, so that only leaves me two hours. I should be okay. Well, <laughs> you're, you're welcome, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So, the joys of compliance. Okay. When someone asks you what it is that you do, what do you tell them? Bluntly, I am a rules <laughs> Okay, gonna Can have to... Can we say that? <laughs> gonna have to find you. I will say uh, rules. I am, I am the police of the uh, athletics department. The police of the athletics? Do you have a little badge somewhere on your desk? I do. Do you really? <laughs> no. Uh, I'll say... Uh, feel like that's something I would have seen at some point along the way. How did you get started in this? I actually fell into it. Um, most of my jobs have been about being at the right place at the right time or the wrong time, depending on how you look at it. Um, I was the secretary for the um, business office person, Debbie Bedell, back in the day. Um, and about the time that the compliance person, Gwenda, was coming up on early retirement, I was finishing up my bachelor's degree. And Coach Luce thought that uh, I might do an okay job at it and gave it to me in the interim. Um, Glenda retired in September, and I was finishing up my last class. It took me a long time to finish, but um, took a chance on me. So I basically told him that once I graduated, I was going to have to find another job where I made some money. So <laughs> they gave it to me in the interim, and I didn't screw up too badly. And once I graduated in December, I got it. 
Is this something you ever thought you would be doing? No, I I graduated high school overseas, so I had no um, exposure to college athletics really um, up to that point. My parents weren't really sports fans, so I had no idea what the NCAA was. Um, had no idea what a compliance person did. Do you have any better idea or understanding of what a compliance person does probably, now? Probably too much now. <laughs> Herding cats. That's what we do. <laughs> Why do you keep at it then? I mean, this is not this is not the glamour job. This isn't it's the one not. that gets the headlines. It's not. Um, I love Austin P. I love being in athletics. I, I like um, all the people I get to meet, the student athletes, our fans. Um, I like being part of of the the good times that we have. I like watching our kids um, go through the adversity as well. So it's just, um, it's it's a good place to be in. Um, I, I learn something new every day, um, so it doesn't really get stale. Um, and I just, I enjoy it. Whether you want to or not in a lot of cases? Yes. <laughs> How much more difficult has the job gotten over the last <coughs> number of years <coughs> or so? <laughs> um, we're responsible for a lot more monitoring and reporting now. And I think with social media, it's made the monitoring a little bit harder. Um, I think the interpretive philosophy that the NCAA has gone to has made it more difficult for those of us that have come up the old way where you are more cautious in the rules. Um, now it's a little more find the gray area and that's been an adjustment for, for myself and, and probably a lot, of, a lot of compliance people that have been in the game for a long time. When I started here full time eight years ago, mm-hmm. you were one of the youngest people here. Yeah. That's no longer the case. No. I'm, an, I'm the old lady in the in the department now. How's that feel going from kind of the the younger generation to now you're the the I, the, I, the crazy old woman? I, I cry a lot. <laughs> yes, but no. A- answer no, my question it's, though. It's um. I don't really know how to answer that. It's kind of weird because I feel like a lot of people still kind of see me as that young person because um, that's how they've known me for so long. No. And then the new ones see me as the old lady um i kind of like it i like that i've kind of grown up um and and seen all the different people that have come through and watched some of those people grow up and and become adults themselves it's been interesting in an era where people bounce from job to job never stay to place longer than a couple of years why have you stayed well <clears throat> i was a military brat so we moved around every every six to 18 months um, growing up and so I've never really had like some stability um, except for my family um, and I don't regret that I grew up that way because I think it, it's made me very adaptable and, and um, seen so many things and met so many different types of people which has been a blessing but um, there comes a point where you kind of want to have roots um, my family's close and like I said I just I, I love Austin P. I I know I, I just do why I do love you it here. You know, that's one of the things I always ask our student-athletes is Mm -hmm. why Austin P. Mm -hmm. Why did you pick it initially? Why do you keep picking it over and over every day? The people, I think. I really love the people that I work with, and I love the athletes that we have. We have some fantastic kids here. Um, We have fantastic fans here, Um, and and I've made a lot of friendships with those people, made a lot of friendships in the department, and um, it's a good place to work. Um, Benefits are really good. Can't beat those state benefits. No, you can't. And then... And then you kind of come to a point where you've put in 20, 25 years, and you're like, why would I start yeah. over somewhere? I'm that close. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to put a date on it for you, but, well, man. Well, this uh, July, it'll be 24 years. Wow. Yeah. I never thought it would be anywhere 
for that long ever. So um, you, but it's nice. You just hold out for six more years, and it's the full. The full vestiges of uh, retirement, yes, but um, I don't think I'll be able to retire in 30. Um, there's no way. <laughs> is there's it, a certain lifestyle that you become accustomed to, is and retirement going to cut it. Is that because you're getting married? <laughs> yes, congratulations, <laughs> Artara's getting married. <laughs> what is it about? What is it about our our buddy Michael that's so uh, <laughs> that that finally got you to settle down and commit? I don't know. I think I may just. I don't know. I, I'm going to start blushing now. Just think about it. He's just such a good guy. Um, we, we were raised pretty similarly, but we're different enough to make it interesting. Um, he just, uh, he's my partner. We're a team, and he just makes me happy. He's nice, and you're the opposite the of nice. The antithesis of nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when Thank you, Colby. I yeah, appreciate that. No, he gets that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure he does. I'm sure that's one of the, the best things that anybody says to him is, boy, you... Most most Work of the time, for you, yes. most of the time it's women hearing. Ah, boy, you put up with a lot. I know my wife hears it constantly. I put up with a lot too. Trust me. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> yes, so. I do. So when somebody quizzes you about getting married late in life, what mm -hmm. is your reaction? You know, I get asked that so many times. Like, why why did you never get married? And my my stock response is, I've been smart, and in a lot of ways, I think I have been. Um, when I was younger, I wasn't ready. Um, I was enjoying being single. Um, I liked coming and going as I pleased, doing what I wanted to, um, spur the moment trips, things like that. Um, and I wasn't mature enough either, I think. Um, being an Army brat, um, I, I wasn't very well versed in um, keeping long-term relationships because I never had to. Um, so I think I met, I met Michael at the right time in my life. He always jokes, you know, I wish that we met we had met when we were younger and I'm like I don't because we probably would have hated each other we wouldn't have gotten along and we would be done um I met him when I was supposed to you've uh you've aged more gracefully than I think could have no been kids and no husband man <laughs> well I was just gonna say your your temper the the tar that I met 10 years ago is I've mellowed a lot way more hot tempered mellowed a lot you know, your 350 children that you have here mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis yes. seem like more than enough. But yes. then talk about the relationships after. And I want to ask you, just because it's something I happen to observe, uh, I saw the Olszewskis were back in town mm -hmm. for the last home. And I saw them, like Nicole had her baby mm -hmm. and Shelby was over there with you. And just, what, that's fun, right? That's, like when you're That's why I stay here. Yeah. That's and it's funny cuz uh, Ashley Haynes was was there. Um we had a bunch of of former players there um that that game and those are the things that I love about our job. I love that when they leave and and I you know, in my position, I don't get to to establish the kind of relationships that a Katie Etheridge would or anything cuz I don't I don't see them day to day and a lot of times when they come to my office, it's not for a good reason. Um, it's getting better where I feel like they feel more comfortable coming and talking to me as a person. Um, and I'm not the principal's office like I used to be. <laughs> um, but I think when they come back, they realize I wasn't the wicked witch that they thought I was. And, and um, I love hearing how well they're doing. I love seeing them with their families and um, catching up on that. And I think I'm just kind of the, the face that they remember. Um, someone that's still here it's kind of a little bit of continuity to it has that progressed as we've seen more and more of our our old timers go out to the, the final yeah, pasture yeah, i guess yeah they, it has it's like I'm, i think i'm one of the th four well there's still a couple of us like Joni and Bud it's and you Joni, bud said and cody. cody yes and that's the five that yes. have been here the old timers the old the old range yeah um i i think it's I think it's good for them to have someone that they can relate to when they come back. 
Um, no matter what other changes have yeah, come along, Tara's I think still so, there. Yeah, and I think um, them getting to know me now, because like you said before, I wasn't as uh, as as approachable as I am now. Um, <laughs> and I think it's kind of interesting to see how people have changed too. Yeah, because they do a lot of growing after they leave us. They do, us. and I have too. You know, and so kind of meeting them as a as more of an equal and not the way that it was when they were here so I like I said those are those are my favorite days Hall of Fame I complain about it a lot but those are that's one of my favorite events just because of all the the former athletes that come back and the former coaches and stuff like I said you you meet a lot of friends and and people that you really enjoy and getting to see them again uh, um, that's always that's always a good day Hall of Fame yes the event that causes you more stress than you, it, you, it I will guarantee you spend more time stressing and obsessing over the Hall of Fame than you will I over want, your wedding. I do. I, well, yeah, the wedding is going to be very simple, and, and that's on purpose. <laughs> um, but uh, the Hall of Fame, I want it to be, I want it to be good for them because they deserve it. It's their day, it's their weekend, and I want it to be right for them. So I do stress a lot about it. What is, and please bear in mind that this is a family podcast. I will try. Your favorite word. <clears throat> laugh. I love to laugh, and I love to make people laugh. That's not my favorite word, but that's the word I will use. That's fair enough. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? It's not a word. It's a phrase. And my least favorite phrase is, they do it at other schools. Bad a nickel no, for No, no, no bad uh, a nickel explanation for needed. Every time we'd heard that one, you and I could both retire yes, right now. Yes, we could. Who or what inspires you? I think people that overcome obstacles and, and work through hard times and come out the other end, those people those people inspire me. What is the last book you read for fun? Oh, gosh. You don't expect that response out of our student athletes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think it was a Greg Isles book, but don't ask me what the title was. It was Mississippi something, I think. Um, I only got halfway through it. I haven't finished it, but it's, I used to read like when I would go to the gym every day during my lunch, I would bring my Kindle and that's what I would do. I would read as I rode the bike and kind of got away from that a little bit, but I need to get back to it. seems vaguely dangerous to read It's a stationary bike. bike. It's not like I'm riding down the street with a well, bike. Well, I know, but still. <laughs> <sighs> what is your worst habit? Picking my lips. What? I have, I have very chapped lips and the feel of dry skin it drives me insane okay. and so I will pick it until it bleeds and it makes it worse but I can't stop what app on your phone gets the most use yeah I'm really not techie I'd probably say Facebook aging myself there yes yes you are yes okay boomer <laughs> what is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in oh that's a good one um my parents had just gotten back from Germany, and I was driving. They had they had uh, bought a house in Murfreesboro, and um, I was driving to visit them. And it was nine o'clock in the morning in Nashville on 24, and it had been raining really, really bad. And I hydroplaned, and I did a 360 in the fast lane, and my car stopped to where it was horizontal. Um, with the oncoming traffic um, and when I say it was raining it was it was cats and dog rain um, and I couldn't get my car to start back up and so I'm sitting there in the middle of the of the fast lane and I can't move and just it's just waiting on an Nashville. 18-wheeler yeah, to plow and, huh, um, fortunately there was a tow truck driver behind me who stopped and and got me was able to get me over to the side of the road and then a very kind police officer gave me a ticket for driving too fast in wet conditions Dad and I almost got swept out into the ocean when I was five. I mean, 
at the time that was terrifying for me. But I'll bet both of them had their equal amounts of they terror. Did, yes. Well, you, seem, you seem to have more bitter memories of the one where the cop I gave do. you the that ticket. That was just kind of salt in the wound. It's like he told me, you know, these roads are really bad. They don't drain very well. We've had a lot of accidents. And by the way, here you go. Do you think he may have had a point, though? No, I've, I I've wasn't driving that fast. You know, I, uh, 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 no. Nope, nope. We're going to have this out raining. right now. We're going to have this out right now. I knew you, this was going to come are, up. I tried to avoid it, but you brought it up. You are, by almost every account from anyone who's ever gotten into a vehicle with you, the most dangerous person behind the wheel of a car. I have been in zero accidents involving another vehicle. Hey, could you uh, repeat for me what it, the most that terrifying was, situation I, you've ever found I hide the plane, was? but it was bad draining on the street. That was not my fault. <laughs> and you were traveling at what rate of speed at that time? At that rate, I was probably going 45 on the interstate. Tara. 55. Tara. And it was a 75. Tara. I wasn't going that fast, I <laughs> promise. I'm afraid to drive in the rain, and I'm not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Despite you, what people think. <laughs> pretty, pretty much anyone who's ever ridden with you. I drive fast. Anywhere for anything. I like to drive fast. I like to get where I'm going. Winds up terrified and, in some cases, irrevocably scarred by they, the situation. Over-exaggerate. 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 You know you'll be on time when you ride with me. And you'll get there in one piece. And you may have to... You may have to change your shorts when you're done, but you'll get there in one piece. <laughs> what is your idea of happiness? Oh, gosh. I think uh, that's hard to say. My, my ideal of happiness would be having an unlimited supply of money and being able to go wherever I wanted to with Michael, but um, that's not going to happen. I, I, right now, I'm happy. Um, I have a job that I enjoy. Uh, I have my person. I have a lot of really good friends. My family's healthy, um, and they're close, and um, I'm happy. What is your idea of misery? Talking in front of people. Don't you go around to the high school still? I do, and I hate it. Well, why do you do it? Because it helps prospective student-athletes, and I think now it's kind of expected of me. But you hate doing it. I do, but you have to... You know, public speaking is just one of those things that we have to do, and I do it. Taking one for the team. What makes you self-conscious? Talking in front of people. <laughs> Sensing a theme here. Yes. What is the most embarrassing song you love? I, I have two. <laughs> most people don't even have one, but you had two in the two. chamber. I love truffle butter. <laughs> butter. <laughs> and I, I didn't know what that meant, um... But I love the beat of that song. And then I love Until the Last Moment by Yanni. I am a huge Yanni fan. You could even And I would actually put a third one on there, Ness and Dorma by Pavarotti. I love that song. I don't think that's, so, I mean, kind of unintelligible. It's, it's, it hits uh, it different for different people. It does, but it moves me the way he sings it. Would not have pegged you as a closet opera fan. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't I'm put me in a corner. Don't don't pigeonhole me. I'm, I'm I like learning. a lot of different things. I'm learning today. <laughs> How would you prefer to die? Uh, painlessly and quickly. Preferably in my sleep. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Ooh. Dolphins are my favorite animal. <clears throat> and I love the ocean, so I'd probably want to come back as a dolphin. What might prompt you to lie? I'm interested to hear what the compliance oh person's take is here. Oh, Lord. Um... I don't like hurting people. Um, what? I don't. Um, I'm very cognizant of people's feelings. I've, I'm very compassionate. Um, I would probably lie, not in a way that it would be um, 
where it would hurt the other person in the long run, but I, I don't, I would probably lie to save somebody's feelings. What makes you hopeful? All the kind acts that, that you see people do for no reason other than just to be kind, um, that makes me hopeful. What is our purpose in life? Uh, that's a good question. Kind of, I, w- I was listening to some of that, and I was trying to think of how I would answer that. And I, I you know, I, I wish I could say I had some grand, some grand answer for that. Really, for me, it's um, to be remembered as 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 a good worker, um, having a good work ethic, being kind to people, um, and and helping others. Regardless of who the next guest would be, what is something you would ask them? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know how you do this. What do you I mean, do this? I get the questions put together for everybody. That's hard because we're all so different. I'm interested in other people. Well. Mostly as an audience, but <laughs> I can put it together one time a week. What would be the one question I would ask them? I think you've kind of hit on everything. I don't know. Well, what what do you wonder about other people? I like I would like knowing how they kind of landed here, their backstory like how they ended up at Austin P. Okay, you can ask that question. Yes, that one. There, see, that's not so hard. <laughs> Yours? My what? How what? did I end up at Austin P? Yeah. Uh, Army brat. My dad got stationed um, at Fort Campbell. We were actually out in California, and he got orders to come to Tennessee, and I really did not want to come here. Um, I hate country music, and I, that's all I... Oh, we're living more this out. I know, but back then, it was, you know, that was the big thing, and... Um, I, I, but I disliked California more, so, uh, you just can't be happy anywhere. I can actually, I'm happy here now. I'm glad I moved here. Um, so we moved here and of course, as the army does with my dad, we were here for a year and a half and he came down on orders for Germany and I was too old to be able to go with him. And I had a young sister who had just started college at MTSU and I didn't want her to be by herself because my other sister was down in Florida. So I wanted her to have somebody close. And um, at about the time um, I got the job here, I'd been working at another place that had closed, so I got laid off. And I saw the advertisement for the Secretary 3 position at Austin P. and I applied for it. And um, because I had no entanglements, I, I got the job. I gave the right answer. And, and uh, you know, again, it, it allowed me, gave me a steady income and insurance, and I was able to be close to my sister if she needed me. So and that's how I got here. And now this. And now this. The Legend of Tara. Just it's can't get. It's, I'm dug in like a tick, man. Can't get me out. I, we could. <coughs> your, <coughs> your, your, your hugs are. You love my hugs. I could have HR up here in a minute <laughs> if I had to. You love my hugs. You smile. I, you do. Such a difference in you a smile. You do. Difference you, you in a smile. You get a glow on, on the grimace. inside. I know you do. I know you love a it. Difference and that's why I do it to make you happy. Dirty all over. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to go over so good. <laughs> it's There's no way it's going to be the worst one. <laughs> Close to the worst one? <laughs> yeah, probably bottom five. Yeah, yeah. Um, usually this is the point where I ask uh, our student athletes what the future holds for them, and a lot of your future is now in the past. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're so kind. I am. But uh, <laughs> what does the rest of your future hold for you? <laughs> Getting married, which that's that's huge. Um yeah, typically. <laughs> yeah. It's just still so weird to me. I'm 48 and getting married for the first time, but that's that's okay. Um, 
I, I don't know, hopefully travel. Um, I like to travel. He likes to travel. So hopefully we'll get to a point where we can both retire and, and just be able to travel and and see the United States and see other parts of the world. You know, most people, when they get older and tired and do their travel, they're just shuttling back and forth to see grandkids. What are y'all going to go see? Uh-huh. Anything but. No, no <laughs> kids. No kids between the two of us, which is, which is good. So uh, there will be no grandchildren. Um, so we'll get to spend all of our money on ourselves and, and enjoy that. <laughs> I know this is an audio medium, but people should see your smile. Like, just <laughs> it's ear to ear, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Tara. I like other people's kids <laughs> sometimes. That, which is the weirdest take to have on it because every, almost everyone else is like, I despise other people's kids. Mine are great, but yeah, everybody else's no. are terrible. Well, I, I know I don't, I'm not going to ever have any. And um, Other kids are okay if they're well-behaved, but uh, the good thing about other people's kids is that you get to give them back. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to spend money on them. That's also true. <laughs> well, Tara, thank you for taking a few minutes today to tell you're us welcome. your story and... Obviously, we all love you and think you're the best, and please never leave us. (laughs) I will do my best. Thank you to Tara Feithler for whatever that was. Before we get started on the men's basketball discussion this week, I think we should probably try to the best of our ability to identify the scenarios. If the guys win both games, they are your number one overall seed and league champions. Woo! Yeah. Uh, Austin Peay's, if Austin Peay wins both games this week, that means one of those wins will be a win at Murray State, making the Govs the leader among the trio of teams vying for the league title. Now, a lost Thursday, they'll need some help, beginning with Murray and Belmont both losing at least once this weekend, and you can do the Murray one, we can, we can need some help with the, yeah. the Belmont one. Yeah, I mean, there's still there's still a lot to play for. There's still a lot of there's there's paths forward with a loss, but boy, it'd just be a lot simpler to not lose at all. Uh, that does first, seem like the best plan. Yeah, first is Morehead State. I hate playing a team that we haven't seen all year in the final week. Uh, I know I don't know anything about Murray aside from the stats, which say that they really, really kill themselves defending, and Jordan Walker is pretty good, uh, and they cannot shoot to save their souls from three or the free throw line. Uh, but aside from that, I don't, I'm not a tape eater. I don't watch film. We should beat them because we have two of the five best players in the league, and they don't, but that's not how this works. Moorhead State comes here with the Govs on one of the nation's longest home winning streaks, and there's no real way to feel comfortable about that it's senior day which will hopefully bring something extra out in Evan Henson when Henson is hitting on all cylinders it helps out a lot 
Uh, so would a good crowd uh, for the final home appearance for the governor's scheduled home appearance for the governor's during the 2019-20 season. Saturday's Murray at Murray. Uh, pretty decent chance that game decides the regular season title. Uh, it feels weird to try to sell you, our loyal podcast guest listeners, on the Murray game. You either know why this is important or you got here and listened to 40-ish minutes of this by pure accident. And it seems Hey! <laughs> Hi, we're well, Austin P. State University. Yeah, not sure, not sure why you stayed, but we're sure glad for your business. The scenarios for the women's team to make the conference tournament are pretty simple. If you if you win a game, you're you're in. If if you don't, you're not. That is as simple as simple gets, really. Obviously, you can win two or win one, and you can affect your seed. But the Gulf are going to be anywhere from the six to the eight seed in Evansville. Uh, like I said, just takes one win because you're playing more, you're playing Murray State and Moorhead State who are tied for eighth, a single game behind the Govs in the standing. So a win over either of those teams just knocks them out and gives the Govs a spot. So pretty simple. Thursday, Moorhead State comes to town. The Eagles are one of the best shot-blocking teams in the entire country. They rank third in the NCAA in blocks and sixth in block shots per game. They're led by freshman Ariel Kirkwood, who leads the OVC and ranks 10th in the country with 79 block shots this season. She blocks 2.8 shots per game, which is good for 12th nationally. She sounds like she could be a problem. Uh, Moorhead State also has Orlando, Orlandra Humphreys and Jaleesa Avery, who block 1.1 and one shot per game. Along with Kirkwood, they make the only trio of OVC teammates who all rank in the top 10 in the conference in blocked shots. Saturday, oh, don't I forgot, Thursday senior night. Come out and support Ario Gonzalez Varner, Gabby Gregory, and Nigel Crawford uh, yeah, for their senior day. Come support them. Yeah. Uh, Murray State, Saturday, Battle of the Border. The Racers play EKU on Thursday. Depending on how everything shakes out, the Governors and the Racers could be playing for the final tournament spot. But let's just hope the Guzz win on Thursday, and that's not a big problem at all. Take care of business Thursday, and then beat Murray on Saturday. Beat Murray for, for funsies. Yeah, just just for P's and G's. Just because we love to do Some it. Some poops and grins. The softball team is in an actual tournament with a winner, loser, consolation rounds, the whole nine yard. That will be at the Hilltopper Spring Fling in Bowling Green, where the Govs will face up against IUPUI, Western Kentucky, and Illinois State in the guaranteed contest before the championship rounds. Three years ago, the Govs toppled Wright State and Western Kentucky at this event. Much has changed. Specifically, the Govs are better even even than they Boy, specifically, the Govs are even better than they were then, and if anyone overlooks them, they're liable to get got this weekend. Baseball team makes a big trip to Florida. Well, they are take, taking on Jacksonville University. The Dolphins got an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament two years ago, but they are off to a two and six start to this season after playing a tough schedule to start. With a, they lost a pair of games to West Virginia before losing a pair of games to number two ranked Florida. The Governors picked up a series win against Jacksonville last season at the hand, winning the Friday and Sunday contest. They'll look to do one better this year in Jacksonville. By the time you hear from us, the indoor track championships will be at least at their halfway point. Uh, several guys are on the short list for a medal. One even picked one up already today on Wednesday with Denia Hill-Tate taking silver in the high jump. Yeehaw. Kanisha Phillips, Sabrina Richmond, Carlin Shooten, and Maya Perry-Grimes are in the mix for a spot on the podium. And in my humble opinion, they should go ahead and win, so that will make life a lot easier for everybody. Not too long ago, head coach Valerie Brown told me that uh, based on rankings entering, uh, I think it was, Two weeks ago, the Govs had a seven-point lead just based on the league standings. Uh, and a few things need to break their way, but they do have a chance. The Govs will dominate in sprints because that's Brown's milieu. The trick will be what the jumps do, and T.J. Pratt has proven to lead a tight unit there. 
The throws might need to make a bit of a leap, but they are capable. Should be a good week in a place that the Govs now know intimately after, what, four trips to Birmingham for various things during the indoor season? On the court, the men's tennis team is going to play a trio of matches this weekend. They're going to host Martin Methodist Thursday before traveling to Indianapolis to take on IUPUI on Saturday. Then on Sunday, the Govs are going to host Dayton back here at the Governor's Tennis Center. Uh, the men's team enters the weekend on a three-match winning streak. They're going to look to extend that before they head into conference play. On the women's side, it's just a single match this weekend. They're going to also travel to Indianapolis for a match with IUPUI, but they will play on Friday. Three Uwe Pooey references in one podcast. Somebody pinch me. This is my lucky week. Women's golf, Jessica Cathy charges open spring session early next week at Kiowa Island. Haven't yet d- dove into much of what we've got in a field there, but Kiowa doesn't take chumps regardless. I will take Taylor Dedman over whoever else shows up. For community service stuff, Haley Meyer has all your opportunities, so you should see her for that stuff. Mana Cafe and First Christian Church, plus all the Govs Cup points you could ever want with our home events. Also, Thursday night, SAC and the Athletic Department are putting on to help the SOS Food Pantry, which provides assistance to Austin Peay students in need. Bring non-perishable or money. Both will help non-perishable food items or money. Both will help the Food Pantry and its mission. Thursday is also the Govs Cup contest for men's and women's basketball seasons. So show up and get the excess points you deserve. In addition to your usual community service haunts, there's an upcoming community read night at Sango Elementary on March 2nd. And mentor applications are available now. Many of you in our orbit have the ability to pass on your experiences to the next generation. It's a skill you alone are capable of. Do your duty. <laughs> uh, Casey, how do people find us on the Media Les Sociales? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, or you can follow along on our official Facebook account called Austin P. Governors. Shout out to our friends Eric and Robin in digital media for all, all the things they do. Let's Go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody Bush, and myself doing some things over there. Uh, yeah, doing some things over there. It's busy. It's a busy time of year. OVC tournament tickets, Murray tickets, baseball tickets, softball tournament tickets. These are things you can buy and support the Govs. This is something you should do. Do it. And to do it, you're going to need to get in contact with our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and her assistant, John Malkovich. They have all the information you can use to get in the game. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating and review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Showcase your exemplary skills of witty repartee. Tweet at us. I'm at CWilson225. He is at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. To gather their gear, polish their armor, and sharpen their steel tonight. Tonight we ride. Till the children dry their tears, take care of their mamas, like their fears outside. Tonight we ride. Till the runner to ride like hell, and if he's taken, don't ever tell tonight. That tonight.